later. Yeah, yeah. He did what? <gasps> I want to be that. Welcome to Magenta Diaries on Art Root Radio. What are Magenta Diaries? Well, I want you to think way back when you were just a young, young girl. Did you keep a diary? I did. I had many diaries. And I can remember, because my grandmother, Euphemia, gave me my first diary. And it had the little lock. And it was pink. And it was this soft, not leather leather. And it had gold letters on it. And the pages had gold, and if you rubbed your fingers on the gold sparkly stuff, it stayed on your finger. So I would use it as eyeshadow, and I'd rub the pages bare so I could have sparkly eyes because I wasn't allowed to wear makeup. But the opening of that diary, the lock, the opening the pages, the pen that came with it, and I think mine had pink fun fur on it, if I'm not, I'm not quite sure, but I think so. And I remember writing in that diary, I wish I had that diary today. I can remember lamenting about not needing a bra, not being able to wear a bra, and how quite to think about if I wore my lime green bikini top to school underneath a white shirt, I would think I had a bra, and everybody would think I had a bra, but I didn't think they'd see the bright lime green bathing suit and the lopsided Kleenex that I stuck into that bra. <laughs> That's a pretty funny um, story now because... I really um, have not had that problem the rest of my life, which is kind of interesting. Um, I've been um, blessed to be always needing a bra, and it's not until you get to this age that um, I'm like, where can we hang those bras? Can we hang it on the microphone? Can I hang them on the scaffolding? What we yearn for as, as young women definitely is not something you yearn for the rest of your life, especially with women my friends and relatives and all my women warrior friends who are dealing with breast cancers and just different sicknesses and things that we didn't dream about in our diaries when we were 13. Magenta Diaries is going to be a journey where I invite women in their creative lives, but just in their lives. I believe we are all artists and we're all creatives and I've met many people on scaffolding and I've, I feel so powerful in that place and on this platform. But women, well, we come from all walks of life and, and we're all connected in some way through our hearts and our souls and our feminine power. If you think about the color magenta, there's some great stories that I'll share with you about um, some work in the, in the Smithsonian that um, Jacqueline Onassis helps support. And, and that's an important thing to me is I have a piece of my, uh, my work in the Smithsonian and that was something that... I'll just never forget, and it's the power of, of feminine magenta is a power, I would like to say, as an arrow that flies through the air, and it's not a, it, my, I'm a Sagittarius, so that means that I have an arrow, and I can use my arrows um, quite strongly and harshly, and I've had to learn to remember the feathers, and to remember that you can shoot your voice and your power, but the fair, feathers have to add the softness of of the feminine carrying and that ability to bring communities together. I think that is such an important, important part. The name came um, when I was just trying to bring a whole bunch of people together and we're moving forward with that. But it was through the power of installation art 
I never thought of the murals that I did for all those decades as installation art, but they were. I mean, we had a an image to paint and we brought people together. And really, by the time the, the mural got painted, we had done so many storytelling and story collecting and engaging and fundraising that the actual painting was almost what you had to do, like ironing. <laughs> Uh, I mean, the images are great and they're so strong, but the stories behind those are as connected to the new installations that we're doing. And I'm so passionate about the new installations because, well, it's hot out there, so I don't really want to be on, on scaffolding as much, although that's where I am. If you ever want to imagine this frontier artist who was doing giant murals before many and having to break that ceiling with that arrow, when you're on the top of that 40-foot wall, it's nothing. It's like climbing a mountain, and I feel so free, and I can look over the whole community, and I always thought, here I am, this owl on this huge tree, and it's the safest and calmest and most beautiful spot to be. But when you do installations, there's that same power, because you have to work and bring everybody together and collect stories, and then you work with amazing curators and I have some great curator artist friends and when you bring it all together it's just this crazy experience like bringing stories to life. Bringing my pieces of her dresses together has taught me that. I just um, got a dress not that long ago. My husband he travels quite a bit with work and we have this kind of joke if I can find a beautiful vintage wedding dress half an hour away and it's not over a hundred dollars because that's the budget for dresses, can you pick it up? And so he's in the middle of Alberta up north, and that works out. 20 minutes later, he's at this farm. He gets the most beautiful dress from a woman who actually used to work for Service Canada, giving out the grants from the very source for the same amount of time that I received the grants. Hers was women in trades, women in trades, and mine was women in youth in trades through the act of art. It's with much joy that I see so many people now that I had to um, very, very hard work and determination and a lot of convincing to get youth on walls around towns that it's now just part of the infrastructure of tourism and the infrastructure of communities and social programs. And I'm so proud because that's what I wanted. I wanted my programs to be duplicated around the world. They are. That program is part of the tourism strategy. You, you can see murals happening all over. You see commercial murals, but you're seeing public art with social engagement. I have a dream of a fund that can have this fund that you don't have to climb the granting mountain. And um, granting is a, is a really tough game, and, and government gives out much funding to many sources, but it's becoming very difficult to understand that language, and it's so hard because... Not everybody gets a university degree and not everybody can write in the manner that grants are, but that doesn't mean that a community can't develop and deliver an exemplary program, not needing to be in the education system. The, the arts is supposed to be who we are as human and humanity. And yes, there's skills to be learned, but we must never forget that's an inborn talent. And a lot of people who don't go traditional school ways, well, they have a lot to offer, and, and that's why I'm so passionate about skills exchange. You know, there's um, traditional learning, and there's generational learning, and there's there's just a whole, you know, we used to call it an octopus head, 
that had all these tentacles, but I don't believe it is that. I, and there's a circular economy, and I, I don't really think that's what it is either. I believe that it really is the roots of our lives and the connections through storytelling. We can rebrand it, any community features, new letter, word, strategy, I don't care what you want to call all those duplicated lesson plans of community. When you take it to its source, it is taking your community and your people, finding the talents, and procuring people in the right places to work together and feel pride. It's stone soup. It's bringing things together so that everybody can eat and everybody can feel a part of that table. I'll be happy when I see one of the strategies called um, the kitchen table strategic plan that will feed the people and invite the tourists to come and join us and we will all learn about each other and maybe sing Kumbaya. I know, I'm on my scaffolding. I'm on my soapbox. Take it with a bit of humor because what's wrong with that idea? That's how I was raised. That coal mining town is still doing very well and the people still feed each other and the people still are giving skills and the women of that town in my new art program that I'm doing, Pieces of Her, the Women of Michelle, taught me the most in my life about working together, sharing, being respectful, don't take what's not yours, and to always shine a light on somebody else. I think there's a lot of people out there that could learn from those women of Michelle. So here's just a little opening of what we're going to do. I'm going to welcome women from all ages, and you're going to hear from 95-year-old women who were nurses and, oh, you name it, like teachers, artists, healers, um, hairdressers, everybody. Every person who was creative has a, has a story to tell. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to just welcome people. And the dresses are going to come into the room. And you're going to see them on video because we're going to take the dresses and we have some installations that we want to do. Um, we're going to hang some from trees. Some might um, get dyed and reimagined and we hope to have some live shows. We hope to take the stories on adventures. You know, where do these dresses go and where were the hopes and dreams of these women? I have a dream of one maybe getting put through a tractor baler. You know, how many women got, I mean, my Ukrainian family had to work those fields in Alberta and Saskatchewan and, and take that wheat and tie it by hand. You know, and so the power of the wedding dress isn't about the wedding. And when you when you follow along on pieces of her and the Magenta Diaries, I want you to hear the stories of the hope, the blank canvas, the wedding dress of the stories of her. So stay tuned. This is going to be a very, um, not bumpy ride, but let's say this is going to be, we're starting something new and um, chaos is what, really creative people do. They're brave enough to show up to the chaos and something from that chaos comes beauty. And that's what this program is all about and that's what it's going to continue to be about. We're still Art Root Radio, but right now I want the women travelers of the world to welcome the sun, find yourself a vehicle, roll down the windows, find some great old 70s tunes, think about the dress that you want to wear, and think about what did you wear in the 70s? What was your flower power? How'd you wear your hair? What were your dreams? How brave were you? Did you follow along like a groupie? Did you travel? What did you do in your cutoff jeans and your crazy boots that you found at a secondhand store 
and you painted flowers on your cheeks and and we were burn your bra 1970s 1960s 1980 women that were changing the world i might be part of the gray-haired group now but i still have my cutoffs and i still have those boots and I actually just bought an almost famous coat from a secondhand store for 20 bucks and i can hear i can hear the music again so turn up the radio listen to our art root radio come and tell me your stories and stay tuned because the magenta is about to roll. Truth is, I'm broken alive. Truth is, I'm lost but fine. Truth is, I'm a mess just trying to get by. But but I still got fight. But but I still got fight.